This is episode 279 of the Wrestling Brethren podcast. I'm your host, Josh Wiener, along with Seth Zillman and Jared Aubrey. And on this episode, we will be discussing how we would build up Ring of Honor under the AEW umbrella. Hey, yo, Jay Will, get us started. What up? This is Josiah Williams, and you're listening to the Wrestling Brethren podcast, where wrestling and pop culture collide. Yeah. Welcome in to this episode where we put on our thinking caps and we decide the future, the very fate of Ring of Honor. Well, it's not that serious. This isn't Vince taking over WCW, but... We're going to do a little projecting and fixing. What we're going to do is fix AEW's roster bloat by sliding some of the talent over to Ring of Honor and kind of discuss how we would handle it moving forward if it was our promotion. But first, before we can get to all that, Seth, Jarrett, how the hell are you? Well, it's mania season, and uh, as I keep saying, great time to be a wrestling fan right now. A lot of news to talk about, uh, a lot. this, And this subject is definitely going to be interesting because it's. I'm curious to see what Ring of Honor will be like under the guidance of Tony Khan, if you want to call it that. I mean, he is the owner, but I didn't really watch much Ring of Honor. I mean, I'm not that, that big of a Ring of Honor fan but when i do watch it i like it so uh we'll i'll, I'll kind of keep that in mind as we as we talk about during our uh fantasy booking exercises you might say and yeah, this should be a pretty fun uh exercise to go through i am going to bitch for a second though and thanks winnipeg jets your season just ended tonight so congratulations you couldn't have had it end before you beat the blackhawks no 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 well thank you no. for that <laughs> uh, i would play you know, the rock singing, you're welcome here, but I don't have that on the on the soundboard. <laughs> you're welcome. Nice. We're going to let the news rest for a week. There wasn't too much earth-shattering things that happened unless you're interested in what Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti did to the TNT Championship. But we'll save that for another day. And it's not that kind of show. So anyway, we are going to talk ring of honor what we would do how we would do it perhaps we're not going to get into you know too much fantasy booking but we will start i will go over who the current champions are leading into uh super card of honor which is their return pay-per-view next friday actually april the 1st i wasn't interested before but i am interested now and I guess, Seth, to your point, uh, I didn't watch Ring of Honor because I didn't have it available to me. In Chicago, or the Chicagoland area, Sinclair does not have a network that's available to us. So if Tony could do us a favor and put it on Chicago, uh, Chicago network or a network that I get in the Chicago area, it would be much appreciated. Which is also kind of funny because I went to a show they had in Chicago Ridge. So they were running a show in an area that they didn't have TV in, which just seems kind of weird. If you but it was a good show. 
<laughs> if you want to see us, you got to come down and see us. All right. The current champions are. Now, the world title is a bit murky, but it's going to get resolved at Supercard of Honor. Bandito was the world champion, but right before he was about to defend it at, um, I can't even remember the name of the last final? pay-per-view, final something or another. Yeah, I think I, I think it's final battle or it's, it's yeah. a decimal day. It was, a, it was their December show, right, essentially. the one in December before they went on hiatus. So he was supposed to defend the title there, but he got COVID. So they essentially pushed him aside, storyline-wise, and they had Jonathan Gresham become the world champion, and I'm using air quotes, but they gave him the old Ring of Honor design of the world title. So Bandito still has the current design of the title. Jonathan Gresham has the old version and they're going to face each other. at Supercard of honor kind of doing a unification before we get to Roman and Brock on Sunday. <laughs> but uh, the winner of this will be the undisputed ring of honor champion. The women's ring of honor champion is Diana Parazzo. The world TV champion is Rhett Titus. The pure champion is Josh Woods. The tag team champions are the Briscoes and the six man tag team champions are the team known as the righteous. So Seth, why don't you get us started, kick things off and give us your vision for ring of honor. All right. And I'll, I'll give the disclaimer here that this is assuming all the ROH talent that I mention will still stay on as part of the deal, you know, at least short term because uh, I'm not going to change any of the champions. I'd try to keep everybody their title. I, I wouldn't just do a Vince Russo and just strip everybody of the titles. But there would be a rebranding of sorts because, uh, like I said, I didn't really watch that much Ring of Honor, but when I did watch it, I liked it. It was a similar thing with ECW back in the day. I didn't really watch that much ECW, but when I did watch it, I liked it. And I kind of look at Ring of Honor as being kind of the 21st century ECW in that it was more focused on in-ring stuff than the major promotions. And as Paul Heyman would famously say, hide the negatives, accentuate the positives. That's what he did for ECW, and I think that's what Ring of Honor does as well, because production values were never really Ring of Honor strong suits. So I would up the production value a bit because, well, you're owned by a billionaire. There's no excuse not to do that. I'm not saying it would be on the level of what AEW or WWE does, but it would definitely um, be a step up from what they've been doing. I would still keep everybody, like I said, respective champions, but here's where the presentation part comes in. This is where which is what I would do if I was Tony Khan. I would pick one person who is looked at as being the Ring of Honor veteran and then one of the AEW stars to be kind of the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it AEW veteran, but like just kind of national promotion veteran, you might say, and have those in each division. I'd have one for the heavyweight division, one for the women's division. And then I do the similar thing with the tag teams. So hopefully would, uh, to explain this, 
my Ring of Honor veteran that would be kind of one of the pillars of the company. I guess pillar is probably the way to, to, to call it. My heavyweight division pillars would be Jay Lethal, since he was the champion for so long. He'd been associated with Ring of Honor for many years, so I think it's only fitting that he become a major part of Tony Khan's Ring of Honor. And the other guy that would be the pillar, because I think it would be perfect to put him back into Ring of Honor full-time, would be CM Punk, since he seems to have such a uh, a love for the company anyway. So those would be kind of my two, those would be the guys the the, the men's division would be built around, Jay Lethal, CM Punk. For the women's roster, uh, my veterans, so to speak, or the, peop- the people that, that would be the pillars of the women's division would be Angela Love and Riho. Again, one Ring of Honor, one uh, AEW. And then the tag division, uh, the babyface pillar would be the Briscoes. And then the kind of the heel pillars would be the Butcher and the Blade from AEW. Now, here are the Ring of Honor talent that I would try to keep. I mean, like I said, Caprice Coleman is the champion. Bandito's uh, quote-unquote real champion, I guess. Uh, uh, oh, no, it was Jonathan Gresham. Come on, scratch it. Jonathan Gresham is the, uh, uh, could be called like the interim champion, right? Um, but I would also keep Dalton Castle. I'd keep Delirious because I believe he helps book the company anyway. Dragon Lee, Flip Gordon, Mike Bennett, obviously with Marina, their package deal, and Roosh. The women that I would try to keep on the roster would be, uh, from Ring of Honor, would be Chelsea Green and Sumi Sakai. The guys from AEW that I would make full-time ROH guys, the two main ones would be Christian Cage uh, and Hook. Again, you'd have a veteran, and then Hook's like, you know, he's kind of that uh, hot young rookie, you might say. So I think a lot of people that would watch him on AEW would then turn around to watch him in Ring of Honor. For the women, I would have uh, Ruby Soho, the Bunny, since she's with Butcher and the Blade, and then maybe Layla Hirsch, because I could see making her kind of a female Taz, you might say, where she's just you know suplexing everybody. And then tag teams I could see moving over to Ring of Honor would be the Gun Club slash Ass Boys, uh, Top Flight, but I'd also keep Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser, because... I mean, their gimmick has always been awesome. You know that they're you know real men and they know how to dig ditches and chop wood and change oil on cars and all that because they're real men. Uh, now that's not to say that I wouldn't bring over people from AEW as special attractions because I would do that both ways. And occasionally, I'd have somebody from AEW show up and have a special match or an angle or something like that, special attraction match. And vice versa, Ring of Honor over to not really unlike how you would have the independent companies that would still use national guys. You know, the guys that are seeing national TV, like AEW guys, still do uh, independent work. I, I think it would be kind of similar to that. But guys that I would have show up in AEW from AEW into Ring of Honor every, every so often would be Brian Danielson, because I mean, the history with Ring of Honor is perfect. Kenny Omega, similar reason. The Hardys and Red Dragon, because uh, I think they're both both of those teams are former Ring of Honor champions, and really just kind of the Bullet Club elite guys. You know, they they'd pop in and out every so often. And then Ring of Honor guys that I would still show have show up in AEW 
would be the, uh, you know, the banditos, the dragon Lee guys like that, that, you know, can tear the house down with just about anybody uh, on the roster. So that's really the big gist of what I do. I, I really can't tell you who I continue to push as champions. That's just how the, the show would be presented out of, out of the gate. I'd bump up the production values. I would still honor everybody who's no, well, no pun intended honor everybody who's still a champion. And I would build programs for feuds and such to eventually establish who I wanted to be as pillars in the division. I, I hope that makes all sense. And I hope that covers all the points you wanted me to cover. Yep. That's a fair assessment. So I don't think I put that much work into this. Um, I I kind of operated under the scenario where I remember like, I really don't follow Ring of Honor that much at all. So I I didn't even know that there were still people there. I was I, I was operating under the assumption that I remember reading somewhere back that you know the company was voiding all contracts and and was done. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they they basically released everybody just because they didn't right. want to keep them from working elsewhere. They wanted them to still have work while since the company's future was in doubt. Right. Okay. So then, all right. So I'm not I'm not far off then. So I I really right. just went through the AEW roster, and I mean, I thought the roster quote was bad, and I got I went through the the roster on their website. There are 102 men listed, <laughs> listed on on the website. Is that, that a problem or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's funny about that sorry to interject what's funny about that is there's a lot of guys that appear on dark and elevation like bear country who aren't even on the aw roster page so there's actually more guys than that, that make appearances that aren't even on that roster list yeah so it's more like 120 130 right right uh of those 101 i mean mark henry paul white and and Brody lee are still on the roster so i mean there's really 99 on their roster page that are active. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I never even considered that, Seth, that there's other folks that appear that aren't even there. I mean, I, I capped 49 on the main roster. I moved 50 to uh, Ring of Honor. Ouch. Yeah, I, I was, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> Dynamite's got, got, what, two hours of TV every week? How do you put, How do you run 50 people through that? Even still, you've got. Well, I could probably cut this down even further, right? And then you've got another fifty to to split between Ring of Honor and Dark and and all that. Um, with the women, I kept. Where's my numbers here? I kept sixteen on the main roster. Excuse me, and I have just eight in Ring of Honor. So I have one women's division in Ring of Honor. So I kept the the AEW champions as they are. And so I moved all the people that, A, I don't know who they are. B, you know, they, they show up on TV every once in a while, but they don't get any, they don't get coverage. They don't get vignettes explaining who they are. They don't give us reasons to be invested in these people. They're just there. They're just part of the mass signings that are there. All those folks are moved over. Plus a couple that I, I just plain don't like. So that being said, so I came, I came up with, Ring of Honor champion, um, a men's champion, a women's champion, um, a secondary title that I just called the North American champion because I did, couldn't think of anything better, and uh, men's tag team champions. <clears throat> so my my tag champs to start are Top Flight. My secondary champ is Stu Grayson, 
my women's champion to start off as Abaddon and my Ring of Honor champion to start off as Frankie Kazarian. Okay, so you went the route of crowning new champions immediately. Well, not when the show opens, but that was like that's going to be the you know the when when we do crown champions, like that's who the people are going to be. It, 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 it's actually who you would put the titles on, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. the direction yeah, you're not, going in. Yeah, it's not like you know you know SmackDown opens up and then Roman walks out <laughs> to kind of promo. It's not like the Ring of Honor champions are going to walk out you know moment one and, and kind of promo. Um, I was yeah, coming no. to the ring and I just happened to cross this belt line on the floor. I'm the champ. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, there, there'd be thing like this. We weren't really going to get into the fantasy booking, but that's just where I would end up. Okay, fair enough. Was that your complete assessment? Pretty much. I mean, I, I, I could list everybody that I moved for for S and Gs, but uh, yeah, we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> we don't get paid by the hour. Yeah. Or at all. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I completely even just, I forgot that I could have gone to ROHwrestling.com and looked at the existing roster, even though it's not technically existing, but they still have it listed there of people to keep. So Seth, that sparked an idea in my head when you were doing that. So I kind of was doing that during both of your analysis of what you would do um i i i wouldn't keep a whole lot basically i would have an open door policy whoever wanted to work for ring of honor certainly could have the opportunity to do so but what i did is i'm keeping all my champions they will start stories from day one moving forward whether or not they're going to keep the title or drop them or whatever the case may be but i also grabbed a network for television weekly television and i figured since tony khan owns the company now it should be some but some network within the turner broadcasting family so i chose true tv which is under the turner umbrella and as uh, i tried to get some current figures but i could only find something from 2016 but as of january 2016 True TV was available to approximately 91 million households in the United States, uh, listing it as 78.1% availability. So it sounds like it's more available than any Sinclair network. So I figured at least that's somewhere for them to start. It's not necessarily TNT or TBS, but it's within the Turner network. And I've also seen uh, reruns of Dynamite from time to time on True TV. I don't know if they still do, but I know when Dynamite was still new, they were actually showing episodes every so often on True TV. So there's a precedent for wrestling to be on that show or on that on that network. Well, there you go. Okay, so ROH talent previously that I would move to sign would be for the women: Angelina Love, Mandy Leone, Maria Manic, and Miranda Elise. Uh, I would have signed Roxy, but she recently signed with WWE. Uh, and she was their previous champion before being beaten by Deanna Parazzo. I would also get contracts over to everybody in the faction Honor No More that appears in Impact Wrestling currently. I'd bring them all back to Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. AEW talent that I would transfer over to Ring of Honor. I would bring The Factory... That includes Aaron Solo, Anthony Agogo, Nick Comorado, and QT Marshall. 
I'd bring over the hybrid two, which is Angelico or Angelico, depending on how you pronounce it, and Jack Evans. I'd bring over the Gun Club, Austin, Billy, and Colton. I'd bring over the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. I'd bring over Best Friends, Chuck Taylor, Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, and Trent Beretta. And then those are like my tag teams and stables. I would bring a group of veterans over, and that group would include Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Jay Lethal, Kip Sabian, Lance Archer, and Tony Nese. And then just I had a small group left over, and so I called them my low-card talent, uh, Peter Avalon, Serpentico, Sean Dean, and Sonny Kiss. And from the women's division of AEW, I would bring over Abaddon, AQA, Emi Sakura, Leva Bates, Mercedes Martinez, Penelope Ford, and Riho. So I don't have anything really in terms of direction moving forward. I just wanted to get a talent base established. And um, I do like the idea of sometimes rotating people in from AEW or out from Ring of Honor, kind of like how AEW does now. Jarrett, you spoke to how do you get all these people on TV? Well, for the mid to upper talent, or I'm sorry, mid to upper card talent, they still keep them on a rotation or they allow them to do side projects. And if they have to be written off a TV or even if they just, you know, go away for a little bit so they can feature other wrestlers, that's fine. And they don't necessarily have to go away. If they're cycled out of AEW, they could appear on ring of honor as a one-off or a, you know, feature player. If they have to be cycled out of ring of honor, they could go to AEW and do the same thing both ways. Um, lastly, just, I wanted to get each of your opinions on this. If you were to think of developmental for wrestling, as you do for the minor leagues of baseball. If you take Ring of Honor, AEW Dark, and AEW Dark Elevation, how would you rank those in terms of, for baseball, it's Major League Baseball, and you have AAA, AA, and Single A, primarily. How would you organize your developmental hierarchy? Well, I would definitely present Ring of Honor as being above dark and elevation because they would have their own titles. You know, there's no titles that are exclusive to dark and elevation. I get that it's, it's just one show, It's a, but it's, you don't really see title matches happen on dark and elevation. At least I certainly haven't seen one. They do have champions wrestle on there, but I, I don't think I've ever seen a title match on there. So I would present ring of honor as being above dark and elevation simply because you're going to have more competitive matches and you're going to have title matches. I, I think overall, I, I wouldn't try to say that, well, you know, you, uh, you go through ring of honor and then you can make it to AEW. Uh, I guess I would try to make it more of an American league, national league type thing where it's not necessarily that one's bigger and better than the other. It's that there's going to be some different rules. I, I would try to have something that would differentiate uh, with AEW because I believe Ring of Honor they tend to have, especially with their pure division. You know, they they have rules about you can only have so many rope breaks and 
uh, with countouts and things like that. So they do have rules that separate them from AEW and WWE and other indies and such. So I hope that answers it enough. It's like I, 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 I wouldn't make it a point to try to say, oh, well, this is as big as AEW, which gets you know, however many millions of viewers in a month. But I would try to say our guy, our guys are on the level of, you know, are, are on the level of AEW talent because I'm bringing some of the AEW guys over to Ring of Honor. I hope that makes sense. It's like I wouldn't say it's the double A or triple A to AEW. I would say that it's just it's its own entity. Might not be on as massive of a scale, but you do have to be good in order to cut it there. Yeah, I think with Moneywall, obviously, you know, AEW is the major leagues, right? And I'm just kind of thinking about, like, the people that I moved from the AEW roster to the Ring of Honor roster are also people that I could feature on on Dark. So I think I like the way Seth kind of went with that. Well, that ROH has its own, own championship hierarchy. So I would kind of have ROH as my my minor leagues of my triple A. Uh, Dark would be my double A, and Elevation would be my my single A ball. I like both of those assessments, and I would tend to agree. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see what Tony does with it. I, as I said at the start, I didn't have interest too much in Supercard of Honor, but now I do. Uh, I'm not going to you know, order it per se, but I'm going to check out the results and see what happens. And Tony, Tony has stuck true to his AEW self and he's already promising surprises and, uh, announcements. And, uh, I think we're going to be in for a roller coaster ride. So it should be interesting. Uh, next week, is WrestleMania week and we will have our WrestleMania two night extravaganza day four of a, what did punk call it? <laughs> day four of a buy one, get one two for one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And there was the announcement that WrestleMania is likely going to be two nights from this point forward, even though originally they were not, fans of that but i think much like a three-hour raw they it's hard to say no to money i would much rather watch uh two separate three and a half to four hour shows than one seven to eight hour show in one day yes i agree so uh we will record all in one episode but whether or not we break it into two different episodes uh to mirror night one and night two is to be determined but Next week, we will have all our previews and predictions for WrestleMania. So tune in for that. Something to definitely look forward to. Uh, once again, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing. And until WrestleMania week, we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can subscribe to the Wrestling Brethren Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast fix to hear the latest discussion from the Wrestling Brethren. You can visit us at TWBpodcast.com for posts and episodes. Visit the mothership, if you will, at BehindTheSquaredCircle.com, home of the Behind the Squared Circle Podcast Network. Let us know your thoughts, questions, and comments at Twitter at TWBP Show. 
on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash behind the squared circle and on Instagram at the wrestling brethren. You can follow Jared on Twitter at the bacon rev and you can follow Josh at Southpaw Josh. Thank you again for listening and we will talk to you again soon with more from the wrestling brethren.